bookish most of the time podcast i'm brandy i'm kendra sorry i pulled a kayla <laughs> and i'm kayla yay i was like waiting for you and i was like you accused me of a long pause that was oh, just we're like well because i was trying to figure out like i forgot if my headphones were connected like right for a second and i was panicking i was trying to figure it out but it's okay we made it um today is bring your own smutty fave so it's going to be a wildly inappropriate episode can't wait um kayla already said she's gonna be blushing and giggling the whole time so looking forward to it but before we dive in (laughs) what are you guys reading what are you drinking it is afternoon where i live um but i will pretend that it's morning like you guys and say what i had this morning which was a delicious iced chai latte from Duncan. Duncan is hit and miss, as we all know, I think. But today it was pretty good. I rated like like a seven and a half. It's decent. It was decent. You said delicious, and I was like, oh my god, like did you make it at home? And then you said Duncan, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was pretty good for Duncan. It was good. You know, I'll, I'll I'll give them their props today. They did mess up my donut order though. They gave me totally not what I ordered, but it's fine. It's a donut. You know what I mean? Um, and then what I'm reading, I'm not reading anything new right now, actually. I am currently very slowly listening to Georgie All Along by mm. Kate Claiborne, which is a book that I love. Um, and I just finished yesterday a fantasy novella called Six Scorched Roses by Carissa Broadbent, which is um, a novella in the Crowns of Ni- I don't know how to say it, Nyaxia series. And the second book in that series comes out later this month. So very excited. But I'm currently not reading anything new. I'm kind of just waiting for a lot of the spring and summer releases because there's so many that I want to read and check out. But I'm just like, I'm just like chilling right now, you know? Nothing, nothing exciting going on over here. Sometimes it's necessary to like Mm -hmm. not force yourself to read anything. I feel like that's how a hobby turns into a chore. So I'm glad that you're just chilling and rereading. Kendra, what about you? Um, let's see. I started the last book in the Queen's Cove series by Stephanie Archer. Um, so I'm on, what's it called? Finn Roads Forever. And this one is like second chance. Uh, it's, she's been building up to this relationship throughout the other three books. So I'm very excited to like finally be in their head and like figure out like why they broke up. Like they were childhood best friends. Um, and he's like obsessed with her. Like he's like, I, he starts the book with like, my life has like not been the same. I Aww. need to get her back. Like it's, it's very cute. Um, and then I'm also listening to Know My Name by Chanel Miller on audio right now, which I have wanted to read this book for a very long time. I bought it like almost two years ago, but I never cracked it open. And then I saw the audiobook was on Libby. So I was like, let me do it. And I won't go into like what the book is about. It's a memoir and I won't go into what it's about. Um, but it follows like Chanel Miller was involved in the Brock Turner case from a few years ago, a sexual assault case. And as I've been reading, it's like been very heartbreaking, but it's made me like really appreciate like the romance genre as a whole. Cause I'm like, romance authors have created a safe space for women to like explore their sexuality. That's like consensual and like, just so like caring and nurturing and I don't know, I feel like I take that for granted. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of the time. Like we're about to spend a whole episode being very silly and very goofy. And I'm like yeah. so like glad that we can. But it is like very sad that like so many people, like not just women, like don't have that same experience with their sexuality. So it's a very heartbreaking, eye-opening read. It's very tough. I don't know when I'm gonna finish it. Well, I have less than 20 days <laughs> to get through it on Libby. But yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's very it's it's just a lot. I like broke down crying listening to it last night. So Sorry, it's, it's like hard, put but a it's, damper. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's hard, but it's important. Yeah, it's yeah. very, yeah, very important. Um, I've heard so nothing yeah. but like incredible things about how she articulates herself in this book and how it's written. I, I want to read it. I really do. But like you said, it's like it is. It's it is. Yeah, it's a lot. And like I like to say it again. Like it makes me appreciate romance so 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 like we get shit on all the time for reading romance like from our peers or whatever like people who aren't also readers the lit like, girls yeah and i'm like this is like incredible like a guaranteed happy ending i get to see people like have fun like get very down and dirty with one another and it's always safe um and consensual even like in within dark romance kind of dark romance gets a lot of shit um, a lot of the times, but I'm like, no, I actually very, I don't read a lot of it, but I appreciate the authors who are doing the work. Cause I know it helps a lot of women who like, just need to read stuff like that to feel safe and to feel seen. So sorry, I, that's like such a downer. <laughs> no, it's really not. It, it It's like, it is just like, so it's so important. And like you said, like the space has been created by, I think the, both of the, all three of us read majority women authors um, who like, are very intentional about the spaces that they create and the the worlds that they build and stuff. I, yeah, I think what you're saying is so true. Mm -hmm. Um, I finished, uh, a reread of the bride test by Helen Wong yesterday. Um, and it's so good. It is so good. I would like listen to it on audio and my face the whole time. I was just like smiling to myself all day yesterday while I was like doing dishes and, working on my book journal and stuff just because I just like the way that she writes Kai and Esme I'm just like oh my god like they're, they're so, so cute they're so cute and they're so endearing and like I don't know I just one of my favorite scenes in that book is the first time that they hook up like when they hook up and it's not good I don't know why like that just like stuck out to me because I was yeah. like that's so realistic he's, like, a, was he's a virgin yeah <laughs> no and he was like she liked it it was fine and Quan's like what are you talking about yeah he's like I've been perfecting my craft since eighth grade and I still sometimes don't know like that's what Quan said to him and he was like uh the ending of Bright Test is one of my favorite endings ever oh god it's like cinematic yeah seriously oh my god and then um after he has that conversation with Quan and Michael about how he didn't do a good job, he like reads a bunch of books all day and then like goes home and he's like, please don't let me make you cry again. Like if I'm doing something wrong, will you please tell me like I want. And he says the line, I need you to feel how I feel right now. Oh, <laughs> I love him so much. Um, yeah. So I, I just love them. They're so sweet. I finished my re-listen to that yesterday. I'm currently also rereading Flawless by Elsie Silver. And I'm almost done with that one. So good. So fun. So, yeah. Oh, and I'm drinking a vanilla or a caramel latte that I made at home. Oh, I didn't say what I was drinking. Um, uh. A vanilla sweet cream cold brew from Starbies. 
I almost got a matcha because everyone on my Instagram, like, matcha, matcha, matcha. But then I panicked when I was at, like, the drive-thru. Like, you ever get that? Like, for whatever yes. reason, I was like, no, I just need to, like, say, like, my normal thing because it's just the easiest thing. And then that's what I ended up with. So. Amazing. Yay. 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 Let's dive in. Um, but before we go into our individual selections, mm-hmm. I know we had just like, we want to just talk about like spice in books in general. Um, so what are you guys' experience with, with spice in books? Like, did you dive straight in when you started reading romance? Like how, like what needs to be there in order for you to be having a good time? That kind of stuff. Um, I started reading smut in middle school. It was with fan fiction. Fan fiction was my introduction to smut. I didn't even know, like, this was a thing until I became very obsessed with the show Victorious. And I was like, oh, my God, no. Wow. Yeah. So I, so, Victorious. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, it was Amazing. my favorite show. I was really into the fandom. So I would, I would go on YouTube to, like, look up, like, cast videos and cast interviews. And at that time, like, and I don't know if people still do this, people would, like, write fan fictions on YouTube and, like, put it in the comments. So I would, like, look at, like, videos of Jade and Beck, like, photos. But then in the description or comments, it'd be, like, a whole fan fiction. And then this one girl was like, oh, if you want to read more, I'm going to be transferring it to fanfiction.net. And once I discovered fanfiction.net, it was game over. Like, I started reading so – like, I would read, like, just wildly inappropriate things. I was Um, a big fanfiction.net girly for sure. Yeah. Would you read a lot of smut? Okay. Now, like, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was big into, like, Disney fanfiction, and I would read a lot of – they were called one-shots. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, were just the single stories. I was into the one shots. I wasn't like a, yeah. I didn't really care about reading like a big, massive story. Like where I had to wait a long time. <laughs> I, would read the one shot. I would read the one shots. That's what I yeah. would read. I would. So, I was like, I let's just get down to business. <laughs> I should have known I liked girls a lot earlier because um, I would be like, uh, you could like set categories. And I'd be like, Jade and Tori. <laughs> I would just like read all of it. Um, so then I would read a lot of fan fiction and I would, you know, switch fandoms as I grew up. But in like books, in well, the format that we read now, um, that didn't start until Jesus, like college, maybe. My first like mm-hmm. rom com that had like smut, but it was closed door, fade to black. It was um, The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. Like, I, you, like, you know, they were having sex. But, like, mm-hmm. the language was very, like, I don't know if flowery is the right word. It was very, like, we're going to talk around it. but like Abstract you know almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah abstract. Um, but I don't think it was until I joined, like, Book Talk, really, where I started mm-hmm. to, like, read a lot of, like, smutty mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah. And then once you get Kindle Unlimited, it's, it's game over. Like, it's yeah. a whole new world. I, I think my first, like, published book that I read that had smut in it was definitely now that I'm like really thinking back was Breaking Dawn it was it was it wasn't really like smut smut it wasn't like what we know today is or what we consider smut but it was very like you knew what was happening having sex literally they literally talk about breaking the bed you know they literally break the bed and I was I was young when I read that I think I I read that in the fifth grade I don't remember when that came out I Maybe 2009, 2010. So yeah. I would have been 15. Yeah, Kayla, we were in middle school. 14 or 15. 
Yeah, I was and in the so fifth grade like, reading that. That's mm-hmm. crazy. My mom, don't let my mom see what I'm reading. No. I was definitely <laughs> like, don't let her get a hold of this one. Um, that was like my first like real memory that I can think of, like reading a, a physical book with. But if it's YA, like, do, do we feel comfortable calling it smut? Like, or should we just no. say like that? Oh, no, that's a it set was... scene. Yeah. 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 I never really read any, I didn't go through a fan fiction phase or anything like that. And a lot of the stuff that I was reading when I was really into reading in middle school and early high school, before I fell off of reading, it was a lot of like dystopian fantasy or sci-fi. Like Mm -hmm. I, I love Twilight, but I was reading like a lot of like horror, fantasy, sci-fi around that time. There wasn't a whole lot of romance, but then when I got back into reading over the pandemic, I like, I remember I read like three books and then I saw somebody recommend A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair and I listened to it on audio and I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was kind of like my first and I would call that like smut. Like there was like chapters and pages of it. And then, yeah, that's just. And now we're here. Where I landed. I think the difference between, like, categorizing something as, like, a sex scene versus categorizing as a smut scene is, like, sex is, like, you're just watching them, like, do the act, where, like, smut is, like, smut has a purpose for the reader, I feel. Like, it's meant to, like, make you feel a certain type of way. Um, So I think that's how I would measure it. That's a really good classification. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like... I I think a good one is, like, Emily Henry. Like, Beach Read, like, that wasn't... I don't... That wasn't meant to, like, turn us on Mm -hmm. or do anything. It was just, like, look at them being intimate with one another yeah agreed yeah definitely I think a lot of romance books would fall under like the sex scene category versus yeah. like smut but today we are talking smut yeah. um so but wait do you guys do you guys rate your spice at all like do you have like a measurement I mean not like formally like in a review or something I'm not like putting mm-hmm you know, one or two chili peppers, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not doing that. But if somebody like asks me, then I might say something, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. they just ask me, um, what would you rate the spice in this book? Then I would give them my rating. But um, if like some people don't even rate it for any spice, if it's closed door or some, some people do, some people like give it a half a point, you know what I mean? And so I think for me, what it comes down to is the language that's used, I think, uh, is like, because some, some authors kind of skirt, you know, some words, but you know what's happening. Some authors just like lay it all out there. Um, so that comes down to that. And then I obviously like the length and then um, how often it occurs. Obviously, that's how I measure it. Yeah, for me, it's language used, frequency within the book, mm-hmm. and, um, like, the length of the scenes <laughs> is yeah. how I, like, classify it for myself. Um, but, yeah, for, like, the spectrum of, of, like, I still give one, if they're having sex in the book, I'm giving mm-hmm. it one chili pepper, like, mm-hmm. in my head, just because I'm, like... Mm-hmm. There's sex in this book. Like, there's one. And then the opposite end of the spectrum, if it's, it's like, if it's an erotica book. Yeah. Where they are fucking all the time, for a very long time, throughout the whole book, that's what I'm giving it five. Um, and honestly, usually to give it five for me, I have to be like, oh, like, it's stuff I haven't seen before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for me personally. <laughs> Otherwise, 
four is kind of where like a lot of like really smutty stuff I read will fall. Five is like, <gasps> like I'm clutching yeah. my pearls with fives. I'm trying to think if I've ever really read like a a true five in my book. I don't know that I have. I rated Give Me More like five. Okay, yeah, I haven't read that one. So I personally, yeah, yeah. I like don't rate. I I used to like I when I first joined TikTok. I think if you like go back to like some of my earlier videos like I would put like a chili pepper everything just because I to be honest it's because I saw a lot of other people doing it so Mm -hmm. like that's how like people wanted to know like how spicy is this book but like as I like have grown in that space like I realized that like what I deem as like spicy is like either too much for some people or like too little Um, which is like that's why I don't like to rate it like um Mm -hmm. it just I don't know I'll spend too much time because I'll it can be like one singular scene, right? But it could be the hottest thing ever. And I'm like, guys, that was hot. Like I don't like that book is hot. And then but because people are like, you know, it depends on the frequency, the length. People are like, Kendra, like, that's like that's one chili pepper. Like, what are you talking about? But I'm like, guys, like he ate her ass. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's <laughs> so hot. Um And they're like, no, like it wasn't enough. So like people I respect people who like do have a very like strategic system. Um, I just find that to be very Limiting, uh, training, yeah, constraining, mm-hmm. limiting for me. Um, if it's only one scene in the whole book and that's what he did, that is that's wow. hot. That'd be yeah. nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I definitely don't put it on like reviews or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like it's really easy for me. Like I've never had somebody be like, "What would you rate this spicy wise?" and been like, "Ah, I don't know." Like I always know for myself mm-hmm. um, what it feels like. Yeah. It's always funny when, like, I'll review, like, a normal rom-com. Like, nine times out of ten, I'll get a comment. Is there a spice in this? <laughs> like, how spicy is it? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it's so, like, I don't know. It's funny. I, like, we're just all horny women on the internet. We, <laughs> we want to know. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of our intro, we all brought our own smutty faves today. Who wants to go first? Uh, Brandy, you can you can go. Yeah, you go. First. Okay, but um, like yours is like yours is gonna be like you said. This very excited. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this book, which is like so ridiculous for me to say because I think I rated it three point five stars. The price is so good. I will it's say I have good. never undownloaded this from my Kindle <laughs> since I read it for the first time in Love. July of last year. Um, it's Give Me More by Sarah Kate, which is the third book in the Salacious Players Club um, series. It's a KU romance and it's great. So I'll just give like a very quick overview of the plot and then I'm going to like break down some of the reasons that this is what comes to my head when any- anybody asks me my sweaty face. The whole Salacious Players series is about a-, a group of people who like joint, like I think there's four co-owners of a sex club and all of them get their own story yeah and (laughs) um I feel like the one that I see most talked about is praise it's the first one it's like a boyfriend's ex-boyfriend's dad age gap like dom sub thing um but give me more was the first one that I read so hunter who is like part owner of the sex club he and his wife who they've been together for a really long time they're like very in love and very happy they're taking a road trip with hunter's best friend lifelong best friend drake 
and they're going around and stopping at a bunch of different sex clubs around this um the country to like build connections and like potentially work on like deals and whatever and on the road trip hunter was like turned to drake and he's like you know like you should fuck my wife and i should watch <laughs> so that's kind of like how it started is that a Hunter, casual conversation he like and that was like it was funny too like sarah kate's funny um so drake is like this huge playboy he's openly bisexual and he's always been a little bit in love with hunter um but he knows that hunter's straight and married and it's never really been like actively pursuing him um but drake is like really really uncomfortable with the idea because he's like i am not ruining our friendship well he's not uncomfortable because he's like kind of turned on by it but he's like i'm not gonna ruin our friendship and i'm not gonna fuck your wife whatever anyways (laughs) hunter's like talking to them and he's like i just think it'd be really fun if you guys fucked and i watched um and then yeah i i want to talk about every single scene but we would be here just all day so i'm just gonna try and hit the important ones so the one where <laughs> he like asked him he's like okay maybe you guys should just like make out they went, like went to a club and he's like what if you guys just like made out and like see how it felt and so like they made out and like i really turned hunter on he's like yep this is i definitely want this and like isabel and drake had a fun time making out so they went to the hotel room of course there's only one bed there's one king size bed so they're all like cuddling in there and in chapter 12 my face is getting red this is like such an iconic line that major major spoiler warning i guess for this episode that we did not include at the beginning oh yeah i'm like breaking this down right now yeah (laughs) um so in chapter 12 there's like really iconic line that sarah kate shares all the time on her socials where Hunter is like, you should taste her. You wouldn't believe how good she tastes Drake. Like, shut up. Um, and then, so he goes down on Isabel. Drake goes down on Isabel, and Hunter's just, like, laying in bed watching it happen. And then afterward, Drake goes to the bathroom, and Hunter's, like, turns to Isabel, and he's like, you should make sure you cuddle him when he comes back, just so he knows you really care. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of, like, building the foundation of... This turns into a throuple, so then chapter 15 and 16 is the first time that Drake and Isabel actually have sex and Hunter's like calling all the shots. He's like sitting in a chair in the corner. This isn't my favorite scene because like my favorites in this book were when all of them were equally participating. Um, and this one Hunter is like just watching. Um, so he's like sitting in the corner and like telling them what to do and like telling them how fast to do it and it's like it is very hot uh and it's like building all this tension between the three of them I will say I've not read this book right and um I will say like you said in the beginning that you want to hit every single scene but we would be here all day but like I'm looking at the scenes that you have outlined and I'm like this isn't every no (laughs) that's what I'm saying that's yeah okay Wow. Yeah. So that Maybe takes I place. Need to pick this one up. It's so fun. I read it in one sitting. It was over the summer, which I don't work in the summers. So I was, I started it at 9 p.m. one night and stayed up until 4 a.m. And I just finished it. I like oh in God. one sitting on my Kindle. I was like this. It was like this close to my face. I had it like a centimeter from my face and I was reading it one sitting. Um, And then afterwards, like Drake kind of freaks out because he's like, what am I like just like, a tool in their marriage to basically like get them off. I, he was feeling like a little bit used and like sad about it, you know? 
maybe used is the wrong word, but he was like a little bit bummed because he has feelings for both of them kind of at this point. But in chapter 19 and 20, this is the first time that Hunter's like a part of thing and they go to Paris. <laughs> oh, um, Paris. Love I it. love Paris. It's so beautiful this time of year. Um, <laughs> are you happy for to those, be in Paris? Yeah. For those who don't know, Paris is uh, it's double penetration. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, some people, they don't know. I, I I find out a new term, I feel like, every two months. I'm like, oh, that's definitely. what that means? I've definitely learned things from some books that I've read, for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. I think we've all learned things. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so in this one, that, like, Drake, I'm so sorry. Mom, stop listening if you are listening to this episode. <laughs> but Drake is, like, hitting her from the back and then she's like begging to suck hunter off and he's like are you sure and she's like yes 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 so then that was happening at the same time um and then hunter just like sits down and he's like letting them just kind of get it but then drake picks isabel up and takes her and puts her in hunter's lap but like facing out so like his back is to her chest you know mm-hmm. do you guys know what i'm talking I'm following, about I'm yes. following yeah i'm painting you a picture here yeah um and then so like drake is in between both sets of their legs having sex with Isabel, but in Drake's head, he's like, kind of feels like I'm having sex with Hunter right now because he's like, he and Hunter are like Mm -hmm. looking into each other's eyes. And he like was like trying to look away from Isabel because he's like starting to develop feelings for her because they've been like fucking or whatever. And he like, they're all best friends and everything. But then he ends up like locking eyes with Hunter and then he like puts his hand on Hunter's thigh. Yeah, the sexual feelings for Drake or sorry, then Hunter starts to realize that he's having sexual feelings for Drake and they have like a kiss afterwards, like later that night. But Hunter grew up with like a homophobic piece of shit dad. So he's like battling a lot of these things that he was told his entire childhood about like, you know, just like battling his internalized homophobia that he got from his father. So he's battling his dad's voice in his head. And he's always kind of known that he was also bi, but he's just like shoved these feelings down. But yeah, so like that kind of leads to this one scene where they're at a different club and Hunter lets Drake suck his dick because um, Drake is like very excited. But then Hunter freaks out because he likes it so much and he runs away and it like really hurts Drake's feelings, obviously. Oh. And so there's even more tension and they're all kind of or like Drake and Hunter are kind of fighting when they make their last stop in Vegas. And this is my favorite scene in the whole book. It's chapter 25 and they're in Vegas. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm really oversharing. You guys are learning way too much about me. But this is like my favorite scene in the whole book. Um, and I have such a vivid memory of when we were in Vegas for Love in Vegas, the book convention. I was very embarrassingly drunk. Um, the first night that we were there and Logan was doing like these little interviews with her little mini microphone like asking people questions and she asked me what this like smuttiest book I read all year was and I was like screaming in this restaurant I was like the double penetration scene and get me more and I don't think she did anything with those recordings I really hope she deleted them but it's so embarrassing to think about but anyways yeah it's just like a great scene it lasts like three chapters um is that what you would call like like you know there are lots of acronyms within smut this mm -hmm. would be mmf right yeah this is mmf okay and if the two m's are together that means the guys are touching also yeah yeah okay and then if it's mfm 
that means just just for just the girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So like Sully's books would be MFM. Yeah, Sully from the Like Us series. Yes. So this one's MMF. Yeah. There's a lot of tension. They finally get home, and Drake is like staying with them because his house is like being remodeled or something. Um. And so there's another scene. There's even more double penetration. <laughs> There's this one scene in the kitchen where they're like both. Kendra texted me when she read this scene, and she's like, "Can okay. you explain the logistics for this?" Because this disclaimer on my end. Um, give me more is also on my Kindle. Okay. <laughs> um, there are lots of books. There are lot. Listen, there are lots of smutty. <laughs> there are lots of smutty books that I see my mutuals reading, and I'm like. I'm never going to read that, but like, I'll read it. So I'll download it to my Kindle. You know, I, I have trouble sleeping sometimes. Do a keyword search. So, do a keyword search. And then like, I find what I need to have and it works and I keep going. But with Give Me More, yeah, I got to the scene and I was like, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Like, I was so, I was, it was, I was still, it, it was still working, but I was very confused. But, yeah, yeah. The reason that she was confused is it's because both dicks <laughs> were in one location, and you have to talk like a romance reader. They they're not dicks, Brandy. They're cocks. They're cocks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and no lube. That's the confusing part right? to me. That was yeah, the confusing that's... part to me. Mm-hmm. It's like I was like shook. And then I, I kept going. So, like, have I, I've read Give Me More, the smut scenes. So, Brandy's telling all these scenes. I'm like, yep, I remember that one. But then she'll say something about the plot. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> what, do you mean I, he had a hom- <laughs> what do you mean he had a homophobic father? I didn't get yeah. I wasn't I wasn't reading. <laughs> and see, for me, I have to read the plot of a book to enjoy the smut. I don't know why. Yeah, but, like, I can't just jump in and I'm, keyword search. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of the same, especially like if there's something that's going on during that specific scene where they're like thinking back to something or they say something and I like want to know the context for why they're saying that or thinking that, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I feel like especially in romance books, like the smut scenes, even for like hardcore smut scenes, it's never just like act, 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 position, position, position. Like they're having like thoughts and feelings like during it for the majority of the books that I've read. So I'm like, what? Kendra's like, like, can't relate. Okay, because listen, right? Like I I put them into categories. You have plot with porn, which I think is what a lot of us lean towards. And then we have porn without plot. Some of these books, the plot is so irrelevant. It's just there to take up space. Like the author is literally writing this just so you can get off. So a lot of these books I treat as one-handed reads, you guys. Like, that's the purpose of them. That's, like, what they're for. So, like, I don't need to always, like, connect with a character. But here's the thing, right? These things will live in my Kindle for forever, and I'll go back and I'll read the scene so much where, like, I'll I'll end up picking up on, like, stuff that I Mm -hmm. missed, you know, the first time I read it, and then the second time, and then the third time. But, yeah, some Mm -hmm. of these books, they're just not meant to have a plot. And and then I hate the book. I mean, I don't want to shit on things. But, like, there are some books that... Uh, are classified as plot with porn when they shouldn't be like sometimes they really should have just been porn without plot because in the when you do read the plot you're like this is the most atrocious thing sorry that was me with the wicked villain series by katie robert like i am having a great time with the um what's her newest series 
Dark Olympus. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with those. Those are fun. Um, but I tried to go back and read Wicked Villains and I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was right? like, like, I don't like, I'm care. I'm just here for the smut. Like, yeah. just get to fucking. Like, why are we doing anything else? <laughs> yeah. So Kendra texted me and was like, what is happening in this scene? And I was like, yeah, they're both, they're both fucking her at the same time with no lube. Um, anyways, that happens. Like, then a couple chapters later, Drake and Hunter finally have their first time alone. Like, they come home and they were going to wake Isabel up, but she, like, pretended that she was sleeping because she wanted them to have this moment together. Um, and so they do, and they have a great time. But then Hunter decides that he, like, has to work his own shit out to be who both of them need and deserve. Like, he has to, like, be... He needs to take a step away from them to work through his own internalized homophobia from his father. Um, so he leaves for two months, which I hated as far as the plot went. I was like, why? What? It made me sad. Um, so he like works through his own shit, does some therapy, I think, and then comes (laughs) back (laughs) and then they like, they decide that they're going to be together as a throuple. They're going to be together, all three of them. And then chapter 40, another fave scene for me is resolution fucking. And I think this is one of my favorite scenes because there like there's no like guilt around it. Um because somebody was always kind of fucking up in the previous ones. Like at first like Drake was feeling guilty for fucking Hunter's wife and then Hunter was feeling guilty because he knew that everybody was like picking up on his own shit and he felt bad that everybody's having to deal with his shit and whatever. So and, like Isabel felt bad for having feelings for Drake. Whatever. This one was like they had all decided that they were going to be a throuple. They were going to be together. Everybody was happy. And they just got to have sex and have fun. Yeah. Why, yeah. like, why does this one stand out, like, so much to you? Especially because you were saying, like, you need to, like, have a connection with, like, the characters and what's going on to, like, really enjoy the smut. So, like, did you, like, relate a lot? Like, not even, like, in terms of sexually, but, like, why this one out of all the other smutty books you read? Or was it just because, like... <laughs> The hotness. (laughs) Um, It was just, like, so hot when I read it for the first... I think... I, like, really can't remember entirely, but I think this was my first book with three people. Okay. Ever. So I think I was just like, whoa. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget your first. Right. Well, with, like, the whole plot. Like, I had read three some scenes before, but this one, it was, like, the whole book. And I was like, damn. Um... But also, like, and I know some people who are, like, really, really at home with their sexuality sometimes really don't like reading people who are still, like, trying to figure it out because it's, Mm -hmm. like, it feels like, I've I've seen some of my mutuals say, like, I don't like reading this stuff because it makes me feel like I'm taking a step backwards when, like, they feel so secure. And And that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But, like, for me, I just, I don't know, I I still like reading because, like, I'm bisexual. So, I like, I like reading about, like, people, like figuring out who they are and like learning to love themselves and stuff like that. Like it was never the, uh, for me, it wasn't as severe as like having homophobic parents. Like I definitely don't have homophobic parents, yeah. but like, just like, I don't know, Hunter, I liked Hunter's story. A lot of people get really frustrated with Hunter in this book. Cause they're like, you're obviously in love with Drake. Like, why aren't you just letting mm-hmm. yourself? Um, but I liked his journey in this one. I, so I think like that, the plot line in this one really endeared me to the three of them even more. I was really invested in Hunter and Drake being in love. Like, way more than Isabel being a part of it. I wouldn't have even cared yeah. if she was there. Like, I, I don't know. Just, like, two best friends realizing that they're both in love with each other. I, was, I thought it was very endearing. I'm telling you, Brandy, when, um, if you 
since you like reading about like characters like figuring out their sexuality and stuff i think you would really like that summer feeling when it comes out because i felt very seen because she just it was like a gay awakening it was like yeah. sounding like wow that's so feels great because you and i have talked a lot about like our own sexuality and like coming to terms with it so it is nice like have characters like go through the exact same thing or similar things and you got to see them fuck which is like yeah the cherry on top <laughs> <laughs> and i think just like the added part of like a, i feel like a lot of um sexuality awakening books a lot of them are YA which is so important that like mm-hmm. like young people have access to things like that so that they can like see themselves and feel seen and feel loved in books and absolutely um but like I didn't realize I was bisexual until I was an adult so like Same. I yeah so I think just like seeing adults kind of navigate through this especially like an adult in a relationship already in, in yeah. a straight facing relationship um was really really interesting to me and something I hadn't read before obviously because you don't read a lot of there's not a lot of thruple books out there mm-hmm. <laughs> as compared to others. I wish so. that there were more with, uh, with thruples. I wish that there were more with like women. This is what right? I'm saying. You should, if, if you saw me yeah. being thirsty in Sarah Kate's live last week, no, you didn't. But also <laughs> I was, I was in her lives and I was like, Sarah, are you writing in any FFM? Are you writing any FFM? Please, please, please. Are you writing any FFM? And she said she is. So, well, actually she said, um, Ooh. maybe. Uh, yeah. talk about it maybe so that makes me think she is like there are just like so many mm books and it's like that's fantastic but i i'm for the girls i want more girls <laughs> and i talked about this so much with people katie robert has this um like your dad will do series which is a very good example of porn without plot like the plots in those books are just so irrelevant like Anyways, but she had promised that in that series, she was going to do an FFM and it was going to be um, a runaway bride with her maid of honor and the groom like can't, will come and join them. And then yes. she took it off of her, she took it off of her no. schedule. And now she's writing fucking whatever she's writing now, the Dark, Dark Olympus. Olympus. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Katie, like, please. I was like, she had the cover for it and everything. And then I don't know where it is. Damn. If you're listening, Katie Robert. We're sorry for me. saying your plots were relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have, listen, I have read so, I have read, half read so many Katie Robert books because her smut She's is talented. So good. Like, it's That's so That's where stays on my Kindle. <laughs> Wicked, Wicked Beauty was my first uh, MMF book, I think. I... I literally had to, I got the audio arc for Wicked Beauty and I was listening to it on my drive home from work and there was one chapter, well actually it's like three chapters in a row. I literally had to like pause it because I was like, I'm going to get into a fucking car accident right now because I was just like (laughs) gaping. I was like, what? My mouth was hanging on the floor. It was really good. It was a very good book. Like, you know, if I counted all the books that I skimmed as one hand it reads with my reading goal guys 300 reads i would no dead ass like i would be like so far (laughs) but so funny yeah anyways i'm so sorry you guys don't even have to read give me more now because i just talked about it for like a million years i the other night i daniel was like playing his video games i was on the couch i was like do you want me to explain I think it was when I was preparing for this episode. I was like, do you want me to explain the entire plot of Give Me More? And he was like, sure. So I just sat and I told him every single thing that <laughs> uh, But yeah, that is definitely my smutty fave. When people ask me like my favorite like smutty book, that is definitely the one that I think of. Love. Do you have a least favorite like smutty book? I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I danced Priceless earlier this year. 
it's okay. Cut, cut it, <laughs> cut it. Brandy, like, how? That book is. Oh, okay, like no, it's okay. You know what? You know what? Because we'll be here all day. That I don't. That's totally fair. That is totally, totally fair. She's self-conscious for it. <laughs> if I, Patrick said that stuff to me, I'd cry. If Patrick said that shit to me, yeah, I would literally I'm... like say it again. Like <laughs> spit on me, time to like he's so. Oh my gosh! But yeah, is there? I feel like I like I love talking about this stuff. Obviously, is there a scene in books that you love to read? Like if this book has this certain scene, you're like, yep, love it. Yeah, like specifically related to like smart stuff, right? Yeah. I love reading about anal. Same. I don't even know why. <laughs> Literally all I have to do to sell any of the, like either of these two on a book is if there's an anal scene, I'll be like, all right. I'm hey, in. Yeah. And they're like, all right, perfect. I'm sold. If it's anal and breeding kink, I'll be there. Oh my God. Thank I'm always you. blessed too when there's like both. I'm like, ooh, it's like Christmas. <laughs> so nice. What about you, Kayla? Is there like one thing? Um... This is a safe space. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I think there's a reason I really gravitate towards Connor Cobalt. I mean. Yeah, you oh, loved yeah. Danner as well. I do. Yeah, I do you love do Danner. love a good, yeah. like, dom um, sub. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah, people learn so... way too much about that. <laughs> okay, like, we don't – that's so true because, like, when we do read a lot of smutty books together, Kayla, you, I feel like you always point out the scenes when guys are like, oh, like when they're taking control. Like those will be like oh, your favorite. Yeah, yeah, I love You'll that. be like, oh my God, like he like bossed her around a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, that's what. One time I remember when I was talking about um, the book that I'll talk about later, I texted Kayla while I was reading it. And I was like, oh my God, Kayla, there's a scene in this that like you'll love. And it was a smut scene. And I'm like, that's how, like, you know, like, we're really good friends because, like, I know this. this no, exactly. Like, like, we know exactly yeah. who's going to love which scenes. Oh. Well, speaking of the book that you brought, Kendra, you yes. want to go ahead and go into yours? Yes. So um, I brought Play With Me by Becca Mack, which is the second book in her Playing for Keeps series. It is a smutty brother's best friend hockey romance um between a hockey player named garrett and he gets involved with his uh teammate's little sister named jenny and they go from like acquaintances like they knew each other and then she like moves into his building um and then they become friends and then they kind of like strike up this deal where they like want to just like fool around because they're both very attracted to one another they acknowledge it um and then it's just them like fooling around and you see them go from friends to lovers like this is play with me is arguably one of the best friends to lovers stories i've ever read um i think it's like well, do you think it's like friends and friends with benefits to love? Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah it, the friends with benefits is in there. And why I love this, like why I chose this as like my smutty fave is because it has my favorite type of like smut to read outside of my little one-handed favorites. Um because the smut evolves with their relationship. Yeah. Which I That is like so love. beautiful. Yeah, right? you're like so that, right. Right? Um, I, because in a lot of um, 
in a lot of like smutty books that do have like elaborate plots like this one sometimes the smut can be like very repetitive or like from the start it's like just like the most like intimate thing like which like sometimes it's fine but i i like seeing um i like seeing growth right so in this book uh jenny hasn't had the best sexual history like her first time was a disaster for her she was actually like wrongfully humiliated in the process of her first time so she has like made a vow to herself to like not like have penetration anymore because like it was just such a traumatic experience but she loves sex toys she is like very like proud of her sex toy collection too she loves getting herself off she's never felt shame around that so a lot of the smut in play with me is actually just like mutual masturbation or uh non-penetrative but you see you see that grow throughout and i think becca mack did such a good job of like each time something happened outside of the bedroom that elevated their relationship something would happen inside the bedroom that would also elevate the relationship at the same rate and i thought that was mm-hmm. so good so then by the time that they do have penetrative sex in this book um, so emotional it's so it emotional and like beautiful and it's not even like the hottest scene in the book it's just Mm-mm. it's it, it's just such no. a sweet moment between them yeah. because they you just spent like it's a long book too you just spent like damn near 300 400 pages with them uh earning each other's trust and being there for one another so by the time that like they do have sex yeah. like it's just so nice um i think the for me like you said it's not the hottest scene in the book mm-hmm. but like if you're just taking it on its own right but i think it the build up for it makes it super hot and emotional you know and so i think that's why it was like because you're waiting for it like the whole book even though the rest like that happens in between is like really good when it finally does happen you're like "Ah." it's so yeah i'm like Um, tying back to what you were talking about even before we started talking about our smutty faves kendra like at the beginning of the episode when you were saying like romance has created this like place that is like so safe and consensual like mm -hmm. there is zero times in this book where Garrett is upset about not being able to have no. yeah. sex with Jenny. No, he he's very um he in fact I think like encourages her to like mm-hmm. take her time. Um he still has fun with it, right? Like the book is called Play with Me for a reason. Like he'll always say things like, "Oh, just wait until it's like wait until it's my cock inside of you." Like it's so it's so great them together, but um for anyone who like hasn't read play with me i truly think you're missing out it's a, a great sports romance it's a great friends to lovers romance i don't know what becca mack was like on because like I, I read consider me it's the same thing that just happened with like the mile high and the right move like the first book i was like this is cute and then the second book i was like whoa she's like not playing around and a reason why i do really like this book as well in terms of the smut um and also a reason why i ended up really liking priceless is because the smut came early and then it stayed consistent. I don't, and there was still like a plot within all of it. Like, cause sometimes when you get uh, plot heavy smutty books, like the smut will be like a little sporadic. Um, But this one was like, no, they were fucking from like chapter, I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. like chapter five is when they first hook up. And it's just so like, and then they just keep going, and each scene got a little better and a little better and a little better. And you, it was just—I don't think so you bad. have to wait. I really don't think you have to wait like more, th- except for maybe like if there's you know conflict in the third mm-hmm. act. I think up until then, you probably don't have to wait more than like what four or five chapters. Yeah, 
Probably. It's like she stays so and and like the fact that she like differentiated each scene. I don't know how mm-hmm. she did it because um, it could have easily become really repetitive, but it didn't. But so with Ginny in chapter, well, is it chapter five that she does it? I don't chapter know, five is the first time she gets off by herself. Yeah, she gets off by herself, which I love me a masturbation scene in books. I think I love it on both ends too. I love seeing guys do it. I love seeing girls do it. It's so great. Um, but she says this thing where she's like, I remind myself I could fuck me better than any guy could. And I was like, Honestly, same. Okay. Like, same. <laughs> She's so good. Um, this book is a little silly goofy with, like, how they talk uh, about... With Becca. how they talk about... <laughs> Becca, stop uh, naming dicks challenge. 2023. Yeah, like, she, she names dicks. Like, Jenny refers to her dildo as Indiana Bones. And then... She also refers to like her vagina as like Disneyland, oh, God, I and like out of but here, like out of context, it sounds so corny. But like as I was reading, I was like, "Yeah, girl!" Like he's not like it was just I got very used to it very fast. Um, oh, okay, it's chapter nine. It's the first time they hook up, and then Garrett gets Jenny off with his fingers and his mouth, and like he's so obsessed with it. Like I love a man who is like again he doesn't have to like be inside you to like have a great time. Like mm-hmm. he was so into it. Oh my. It was great. It was so good. Oh my God. And then um, in chapter 12, Garrett, one thing I love about Garrett, cause we already mentioned this earlier, like he's so reassuring of Jenny and like her decision not to have penetrative sex. And in chapter 12, he tells her that he's like, not all sex is special, but some is supposed to be. And when it should have been, I can tell it wasn't. And he goes, I can give her those things, friendship, trust, respect. I'll do it happily. I want whatever pieces of her she's willing to give me. Ooh, Garrett Anderson. I love him so much. And I love that. I love that he still said, like, not all sex is special. Because, mm-hmm. like, half the people I True. hooked up with, like, it was just to to do it mm-hmm. and get it out the way. Like, it meant nothing. Um I love that he still acknowledged that. And then chapter 14, this is what I texted Kayla. I was like, I think you'll love this. He's like on um, he's like on a trip with the team because he's a hockey player and they have FaceTime sex. So she's getting herself off via FaceTime and so is he, like in his hotel room that he like shares with his (laughs) with his teammate who's like just currently not there. And it's so hot. One thing that um one thing that I caught on to in this book is that (laughs) Ginny is like always tasting herself which is also like really good like okay because like uh, this might be a little TMI but like growing like growing up when you ever like I would hook up with guys like you have guys who were like just like so shitty and they'd be like I don't want to kiss you like you just suck my dick I don't want to kiss you I don't want like they don't want to taste anything but I love a man who does not give a fuck like Mm -hmm. yes if I if I'm gonna put your dick in my mouth you can at least kiss me afterwards like it's still your like uh anyways I'm so glad my parents don't even know that I'm like doing (laughs) this podcast (laughs) my mom called me there she's like can I listen to your podcast I was like sure I'm gonna be like (laughs) skip this one skip this one (laughs) um but yeah they they fuck on FaceTime and a FaceTime scene is just so good like I don't know like it's so nice. Like, wow, you're thinking of me when you're, like, away. Like, you want me so bad. Like, you're going to call me. You're not going to put on no porn or nothing. You're going to use me. Oh, it's so good. Um, And then another scene I wrote down was chapter 16 because Garrett also – I keep repeating myself, but it's just so good. Like, he reassures her so much, but he'll, like, stop. 
like mid sex and like because let's say like she had like a bad day he'll like stop and like check in on her and like make sure she's okay or he'll be like hey like you're beautiful and then he'll like he'll say that something so sweet and then he'll be like now like get on your hands and knees i'm gonna do and i'm like <laughs> so the duality uh, of man uh, but my favorite smut scene in the entire book is chapter 27 and it's called disneyland versus indiana bones that's my favorite one too <laughs> and um jenny let, let me describe the setup i'll try to and correct me if i fuck up because you guys are way better at remembering like specifics to scenes than i am um jenny is in front of garrett on her dildo and she makes it her mission like she wants to like mm-hmm. show him her her getting off on her dildo, Indiana Bones. But while she's doing that, while she's penetrating herself, she's also giving Garrett a blowjob. And I was, mm-hmm. I remember reading this. I was like, hold on, <laughs> wait. Like my my heart rate was speeding up. I was like, oh, what? Because I, whoa. Like, <laughs> Again, a testament to our friendship and the three of us. Like they, these two read it before I did. I remember texting you guys while I was reading that. And I was like, do I have this right right now? Is this what's yeah. happening? It's so good. And so uh, he, um, so she's like literally like penetrating herself on her Indiana bones, giving him a blowjob. He gets so turned on by it. He like flips the script, gets like behind her and like starts moving her on, <laughs> on the dildo himself. And it's the hottest, like, and again, this is like non-penetrative like sex between the two of them. Like the, I, I was like, oh my, like this is like with a toy, like this is so, so hot. It's my favorite fucking scene. And in it, he goes, I hope you know you're beautiful, but I'm still going to show you what it feels like to piss me off. What? What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> me? <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, they like, they continue like just getting each other off back and forth throughout the entire book until they actually do have penetrative sex and then from there like that's kind of towards the end towards the like resolution of the book so um i kind of just like sit well knowing that they go on to have this like very beautiful healthy safe sex life there's mention of like a butt plug as well which (laughs) which i love why are you telling us instead of showing us becca that's another thing that pisses me off in smut books when like they'll mention something that i think will be so good and then we never see it um jasper Vale, which i love that book and that is definitely like the most graphic book that definitely has ever written in my opinion but there's a conversation where he's like i'm yeah jasper's like i'm not much of a like a, a meet the parents person and she goes and i'm not much of an anal person but i let you put your finger up my ass last night i'm like Daphne. Why didn't we see it? <laughs> Why are you telling me instead of showing me? Like, please, I need to see it. But yeah, that I didn't go too much into like the the smut scenes in play with me. Um, yeah. Just because, again, like it's so consistent. There are so many. They're all so good. Another one that always comes to mind is uh, when they fuck at New Year's in car. Oh, they're like in her one. brother's yeah. uh, house, which is like another thing another reason why this book is so hot is because they're trying to like skate around mm-hmm. um, her brother. So it's like, I, I don't know if forbidden is the right word. 
I I like don't really like a lot of Brothers Best Friends book because oftentimes like somebody's a misogynist and they're just like letting it happen, you know, like either mm-hmm. the brother's a misogynist or the best friend is a misogynist. This one's like a rare case where I love the brother's best friend because it's just like her brother is really, really protective because he knows that Jenny's gone through shit with men in the past. Yeah. So like he's just super protective of her and like Garrett doesn't think he deserves her. So it is really sweet the way they sneak around with each other. Yeah. Uh, they're just. I thought you were gonna say you didn't like brother's best friend because your own brother is hot. Why would I say that? <laughs> Why would I call my own brother hot, Kendra? I just wanted to bring him up. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love play Let's with play me. With um, yeah, I think Becca Matthews did a really good job with creating intimacy mm-hmm. between the characters. It all felt believable too, like the the smut in this book because sometimes I'll read books and I'm like the smut won't match the characters you know like the smut will be like super hot or they'll be doing something and I'm like but like outside of the bedroom like you give no inclination that like this is like what you would be into or like why you would like need to like move a certain way like I feel like they were just doing it to like have a hot scene and rather like actually be beneficial to their characters but I think Becca Mack does a really good job of making her smut match her characters i think a really good scene of a, a really good example oh, i'm probably gonna get shit for this i don't care none of y'all read icebreaker right Mm-mm. i think icebreaker is a really good example which is crazy because becca i know becca mack and the author of icebreaker are like best friends but icebreaker is a really good example of i think smut that was like not that did not match the characters it was just more so written to like i'm gonna i want to write the hottest thing ever like a quote-unquote like book talk book like you know like you, people are always like telling you like their favorite scenarios and scenes on book talks and they're like i'm gonna steal that and write that in my book like if i have to read another fucking book where they're like you can take it mm-hmm. i because i i just think of tiktok or when i read like uh, when he's like i know baby i know because you remember that viral tiktok of like the french guy he was like if you want to have like a good time in bed like say this to your partner and i know mm-hmm. every fucking author saw that and was like, like snatchies yeah like yeah. <laughs> but it like doesn't even like it'll be like the most random ass thing for them to say like and then they're quiet the rest of the smut scene and i'm like why like oh it's frustrating um but yeah we saved the most blushy for last <laughs> literally my cheeks are so red yeah now. you're already so red <laughs> you, kayla you got this it's just us no it's it's i know that and it's, the rest of the um, I, I'm just like a very, I get red faced at like anything. Me too. Anything. So anyway, okay. Um, mine I picked today is Heartless by Elsie Silver. Honestly, like all of her books have such well written so smut. Good. Even if like the book itself maybe isn't your favorite. I feel like whenever you read an Elsie book, you're guaranteed good smut. You know what I mean? Um, Heartless is about, and we've talked about this so many times, I feel like on this podcast, this specific book, um, Heartless it's a pod follows, <laughs> it is, it's a fave, um, follows Willa Grant and Cade Eaton. Um, Willa is Cade's, uh, new nanny to his son, cause Cade is a single dad and he needs somebody to be watching Luke while he is working, you know? Um, and so it's, uh. I wouldn't call this one forbidden. It's um, it's an age gap. Um, it's yeah, the nanny trope, I guess, forced proximity because she lives there um, with them. 
Okay, so this one has probably the least amount. Like, it, the frequency of this one um, isn't as long as um, Play With Me or Give Me More. But I picked it because when I first read it, like, the way that it made me feel, it was pretty good. Um, so this one, nothing happens till um, chapter 14, uh, where they they have this makeout session and Kate is like acting like a teenager. So um, before anything happens, there is so much tension, like so much buildup between these two. And I think that's another thing that for me, um, when things actually do happen, it's just like that much more rewarding when there is tension. I wouldn't call this a slow burn by any means. It's just that when there is tension, it's just like, yeah. makes the build actually better for me. Elsie writes yeah. such great tension. Yeah, she does. And, like, one of the scenes where there is so much tension is where um, they are in the hot tub together. Oh. And uh, Cade is... <laughs> Brandy, stop. I'm <laughs> sorry. I love this scene. I forgot no, about it. so good. Yeah. No, it's really good. Because um, we've talked about how much we love Willa. And she's, like, one of our book girlfriends, right? And because um, Willa is just really hot herself. And obviously, Kate has known this for a long time, but when they're in the hot tub together, Kate notices something, and he notices that she has nipple piercings, and it is so hot. When Guys. I when I tell you when that happened, when I first realized that, I was like, "Huh?" Like I was like, "Oh, no!" Like that like, changed that- my it changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very good. I mean, I think I I think I texted you. Oh, yeah you, you were like that? i texted you no. when, that, when i first realized that i was like oh yes brandy go ahead oh i was go just gonna say another one of my favorite parts of this hot tub scene is like they're playing truth or dare and he dares her to sit on the edge of the hot tub mm-hmm. and like they both know he's doing it because she's like wearing this little bikini and it's like stuffed to her and then she gets out and elsie writes about her uh swimsuit like being like mm-hmm. up like Oh, it's, it's a little hot. You know what I love about Elsie Silver and like a lot of like smutty authors? They write the hottest scenes and then you go to their Instagram and they look like the most sweetest little innocent people on planet Earth. I know. <laughs> I was like, do you need to do that? I'm like, your mind. Yeah, it's that's a that's a great scene. That's what I'm talking about with the tension, right? That she builds up. And I'm thinking of like that specific scene. Um, and then obviously all of the tension comes to a boiling point in chapter 14. Um, and they like basically like make out against a bunch of hay bales while they're playing hide and seek with Luke. <laughs> Luke is probably just hiding, being like, "What's going on? Why are they fighting me?" Or I'm like, king. "Stop talking shit about Luke." <laughs> or 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 while that's all happening, he's thinking in his mind, he's like, "I am the best player of hide and seek ever." They're ne- yeah, he's they're like, not "They're finding never me. Finding I'm the best." <laughs> um, anyway. And, like, yeah, all throughout Cade's mind, he's just, like, thinking about, like, how he's acting like a teenager because what happens at the end, he comes in his pants. So, so yeah, I love, funny. I, I love, love when a guy when comes in his pants, right? It's oh, like. Oh, Connor Cobalt did the first time that he and Rose. You have to be, did. like, pussy is too powerful. Like, you made this man <laughs> come in his pants. So good. Okay, keep going. Um, and then nothing like, well, I don't want to say nothing happens because again, it is a lot of tension for a long time, but, um, chapter 21 is when 
things really get kickstarted here because Willa is coming home from the bar and Kate has been waiting for her and he's like real jealous, right, of all the things that she has been doing. Um, he was jealous of a of a of a guy that he thinks that she might like like or have a thing with. Um, and then chapter twenty one through twenty three, we get three straight chapters. Of, yeah, yeah, we get three straight chapters of fantastic smut, and it start. I can't even say it, you guys. I wrote down a quote, and I like can't keep. I can't keep a straight face when reading it. Okay, because they're this. on the deck and they're fighting. Okay, and um, he's mad. You know, he's jealous. Whatever. And then Cade says, "Keep." I'm sorry. <laughs> Kate says, keep talking like that, and I'm going to fuck the filth right out of your pretty mouth. You heard me, Red. You keep barking at me like that, and I'm going to put you on your knees, open those strawberry lips, <laughs> and fuck your face just to shut you up. Guys, I can't do it with a straight face. Anyway. You know what's so that, funny, though? I... Kayla ahead. prides herself on being able to keep a straight face whenever she's, like, reading smut scenes in public, but here we I are. Singing out loud. Keep... Yeah. I'm good at but I'm not saying it out loud. If I'm not saying it, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, same. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm very good at keeping a straight face, but saying it out loud, I can't do it. Anyway, um, that yeah isn't like the iconic blowjob scene in Heartless. Okay? She drops to her knees and says, "She literally I dare drops you. to her knees right there out in the open on the porch." Okay, amazing. And then again, like I said, it's three straight chapters. So then, then we move inside in chapter twenty-two, and that is when Cade. Eats her out, plays with her tits a lot. <laughs> where's 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 Luke? While all this is happening. He's at his grandpa's house. Yeah. Okay, I, I forgot. Away. I was just making. I was just He's making away. sure. Yes, goodness. His grandpa's house. Um, Kate is a horrible father. I don't think he's a no. I think he's a great. You know how smart his kid is. He must be a great father. I to beat your ass. Stop talking about Luke. He's just very smart for his age. Oh boo. Um and that during this whole like, um when they're inside, um one of my like favorite parts where I just kept being like <laughs> like giggling and being like okay, um is when he's constantly making her say thank you he's like complimenting her body or he's you know making her feel good in a certain way and he's constantly making her say thank you that's really hot to me okay and um and of course like willa is very like at first she's very adamant that she doesn't want to and she's trying to be all like you know she's got a smart mouth but um you know once she when she gives into that she's she she really likes it and then of course the next chapter chapter 23 is um when they do have sex and it's you know amazing um but i think one of the most defining smut scene or the defining smut scene at least for me in this book is chapter 26 this involves the hot tub again but this time um they actually do there's no truth or dare involved in the sense that they don't get to do anything with each other and um first Cade makes her sit on the edge of the tub again and watches her as she masturbates. And then the best part afterwards is um, he, uh, he titty fucks her. And that is probably my favorite scene in the whole book. 
Bravo. It's so hot. He says, let's see. Let me try and find the quote. Oh, he just says, he says, first I'm fucking those pretty t- tits. Then you can have a taste. You have to say it in like a country accent. I can't. I'm not saying that in a country accent. First oh I'm fucking those pretty tits. And she says, of course, and Willa is like, immediately, she's like, okay, deal. Like, she's like, perfect. And um, and then he says, so eager, I'll add that to your list of admirable traits. Now put my cock between your breasts and push them together. It's my turn. <gasps> anyway, it's a yeah, very hot scene. so hot. I'm, and I'm the like- last, yeah, I, I think I, again, I texted Kendra when I read that scene. And I was like, this is amazing. The last smut scene is also really good. I think it's actually kind of underrated because a lot of people, rightfully so, talk about chapter 26. But chapter 28 is really good, too, because they're at Luke's birthday party. Um, and then they go inside into the kitchen and they have they have sex there. Um, she's bent over on the counter. He's behind her. And not only that, but he stuffs her face with uh, panties that he picked up in the first chapter that she dropped from her purse. Um, and so that was really hot too. Yeah. And they're just, uh, Elsie's, Elsie's very talented, you know? She is. Very talented. I, um, when I first read, what's the first one called? Flawless and Heartless. Cause I, at the time, I think a lot of people were like, oh, if you like Devonie Perry's like small town, then like, you'll like Elsie Silvers. And I, and I read Elsie's books after I'd already read a lot of Devonie's and I was like, Devonie writes smut. Elsie writes porn. Like, her <laughs> scenes are, like, so intense, like, mm-hmm. and so good. Um, I know the popular one of this year was in, what's it called, Powerless? When he's, like... Lose that fucking ring and crawl. Yeah. Ooh, yes. And I was like, whoa. I, I didn't, and again, I, it wasn't my favorite book in the series, but that was a... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, that was even if it wasn't scene. your favorite book, yeah, she... She'll bring you back in with the really yeah. good smut. Yeah. And during that whole scene at the birthday party, too, Willa is, like, a little bit jealous of Luke's mom because Luke's mom is there. And so he's, like, Kate is basically, like, reassuring, trying to reassure her. And then that whole time, too, is, is like, they're having sex. Um, and he says, uh, is this what you need? You need me to bend you over right here and now, then send you back out there dripping my cum down your pretty little thighs to prove it to you. I love, like, what do you call it? Very, very hot. What do you hot. call that? Like, uh, is that very a cream hot. pie? When, like, <laughs> <laughs> when, like, the guy, like, when it's, like, that's a cream when it's pie. dripping out. <laughs> He said he's gonna text it to me. What is it? Bro, the way that I I will not be able to look Daniel in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, is that what it is? Because you know what? In um in Willa Nash's Ivy, when there's a smut scene between two characters, and like at the end she leaves and she like makes a point to note that like she still yes. feels him like coming mm-hmm. down her legs. I love that I too. Forgot about like, Ivy, man. The Smut and Ivy's pretty good. Um, I is. I want Devony Perry, Will and Ash, Devony Perry, same person. I want them to write more to write in more that lane. Like yeah, because mm-hmm. I think uh, she's really good at it. Like, let's leave small town behind a little bit. Get more like murder mystery, high society vibes. Yeah, Kayla, why Heartless? You know, when we were trying to figure out books 
like naming books that we were going to bring for this episode, I had a kind of a tough time trying to figure out what I was going to bring. I don't really know why. Um, Just because when I think of, of my books, I guess, like the books that I really like, I don't want to, this makes me sound like I'm better than you because I don't think of smut first, but um, I, (laughs) I don't know. Like I just Uh, have a difficult uh, time. Um, I, I, for me, it's also, when I'm reading a book, the plot, like Brandy has said before, is so connected to the smut for me that I can't, for me, it's hard for me to unmarry the two. And so um, I had to also really like the book in order to also, I think, sometimes enjoy the smut. And so, um, yeah, but Heartless, I think to me, number one, I think the thing that sticks out in Heartless for me, I really, really just love Willa. And so it's, nice for me when I enjoy the female character more than the male character because I think so many times in books with like smut that I really love I don't know why but I feel like I tend to enjoy the male character more I don't know if it's because like some misogyny yeah maybe yeah internalized misogyny right I don't know but like I um yeah it's like in for example good gone bad I love Danner I I mean I I do really like Harley Rose too but I really like Danner I know. I love Harley Rose, but I don't know what it is like for Danner because I, you know, he, I don't know if it's because he was a dom or what, but I like, I usually liked the male more. And so um, this one, I think it was just for me, not only was Willa just really hot, I just really liked her character in general. And so then it made it even hotter for me. I think the smut made it hotter for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think that that's a differentiator for me in Heartless. This is why I want more like and I know they're out there. It's just, like, me taking the time to, like, find them. And, like, I want them to be good, too. Uh, but I want more FF books, like, mm-hmm. smutty books. Um, and I wonder if it's because, like, romance authors, like, assume that, like, as women, like, if we're reading FM, then, like, maybe we also like men. So, like, they want to paint up the men. So that way it can be more of, like, a self-insert. So that's why they, they do mm-hmm. paint the man out to be larger. Sure. And maybe focus on, like, his physical traits rather than, yeah. um, like, hers. I mean, granted, like, you do get, like, male POVs where, like, he's, like, big titties, fat ass, skinny weight, <laughs> like, you know. But, yeah, it's very – I don't know. I feel like more oftentimes the men is – put up more like in a desirable way yeah like than like if, if they're trying to sell a certain book with a certain scene they'll usually use like a, a hot quote from a male yeah versus a female do you know what i mean yeah. um and and this book i gave the quotes that i gave you were all from Cade, pretty much yeah right um so oh my god are we unpacking uh, right now that's crazy oh maybe i don't know yeah you know what i mean like like i can't, I can't deny those quotes for like you know probably the, my favorites of the scenes right but i i think yeah. again I bring it back to, I guess, I just really love Willa. Yeah, and, I think um, she was, yeah, a massive part of why I enjoyed this book. She's probably the main part of why I enjoyed the book. Yeah, I do think it comes down to the self-insert now that I think more about it. Because then mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost as if, like, he's saying that stuff to me. But then, mm-hmm. yeah. Because even me, like, when I was doing Garrett, um, it was all stuff that Garrett had said versus stuff that Ginny had said to Garrett. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ginny does say really good stuff to Garrett, mm-hmm. but I think it's more so outside of the bedroom that she's, like, hyping him up. Um, like, talking about how good of a friend he is and, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's interesting, though. Um, smut and how it works. 
Yeah, I'm curious, like, how much, because all of these books that we just talked about are indie authors and are indie mm-hmm. published. I wonder how much is, like, authors just writing what they want versus writing what they think a reader wants to read. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Curious. Also, um, I think it's interesting that, I mean, we just did, like, all of our Addicta episodes and stuff, and now Addicta is being published by Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I feel like every few months one of us will read a Berkeley book and be like, whoa, like that was like pretty smutty for like a Berkeley traditional, traditionally mm-hmm. published book. But now they have the Addicted series. So I wonder if they're like going to be expanding like what, yeah. um, what they're publishing. Cause yeah. a, a year ago, I don't think you would find cock in a Berkeley book, <laughs> but now they just published 10 books <laughs> with that word. Like, uh, yeah throughout so it's just it's interesting for you guys like does smut need to be uh do you enjoy a book more if it has smut or like does it not matter as long as it's a good book because i know some people they're like if it's not smutty like i don't want to read yeah. it it's like i think it bad. entirely depends upon the writing style and the kind of story that it is like i remember when i first read jane and edward and i saw that it was closed door i was like oh darn like when i before yeah. i before i read it but I think that once you actually read it, it, it makes yeah. sense. And I don't even fully think about the fact, like afterwards, after I read it, I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even, I mean, sure. If I, if I, if I'm like, oh, I wish I would have seen it. Obviously if I love the characters, I, you know, cause I'm a horny bitch. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see. Kayla. But what? Um, oh anyway, we can... <laughs> I obviously want to see it, but the, for the purpose of the story, it makes sense and so it doesn't like take away from my rating of the book you know or my love of the book you know what about yeah, you yeah I think for me I always like it it's not like a hard or yeah. fast rule for me mm-hmm. um it's like a bonus yeah definitely like That's I'll uh, I'll because sometimes like people will uh like ask like, to read a certain book like I think the simple Wild is a perfect example of be like oh Kendra like I really like saw you liked it like I want to read it but this person like only reads like smut like 24 7 so then I always go like guys like there's no smut in the Wild like just so you know because I don't want it to like ruin uh the book for them so yeah it's interesting like who I end up telling that to and like who I don't um yeah and also with the Simple Wild, just that series in general, more specifically, I guess, Wild at Heart, there isn't smut, but we're told all the time. Like, do you think that also being told that something is happening a lot, because they're mm-hmm. having sex a lot in Wild at Heart, I, and like, you're kind of leaving it open to your imagination. I think that that is, what do you think about that? I don't mind it as much like but again we've talked about this before with Kay tucker it just pisses me off because like she does write smutty books but like yeah. if she if that was just her style i would respect it because i mean there are tons of uh romances where like you constantly are seeing the people like you're constantly being told that they're having sex uh, but you just never see it which is like fine but um yeah with that one it just she don't get me started it pissed me off pissed me off but five stars for that book yeah because <laughs> we love it so much i know they're yeah like, move on the people are like guys like give it a rest <laughs> like move on <laughs> yeah I think like it hurts my soul a little bit to tell for them to be telling me and then not showing it mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's like constant um but that's just because I'm greedy 
and I want it. It won't make or break a book for me at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of like the my some of my favorite books ever like have no explicit smut in it. Like Magnolia Parks. Oh There's yeah, a, I think yeah. Magnolia is such a good example where like mm-hmm. people are constantly having sex in those books, constantly. but we never see it. And Jessa like really stands fast uh, on the fact that she like just that's just not her style. She doesn't like writing uh super explicit scenes but the ones like where we do get a little bit they're so emotionally intense i'm thinking of one specific scene in the first book i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read magnolia parks but there's one scene in the first book where these two people are hooking up and it's like i i had to like reread it but it like there was nothing super explicit about it but it was just so crazy what she was doing in that scene i was like jessa like oh jessa i just want to like dissect her brain she she's insane anyway all right oh yeah yeah. we were right a cream pie per brandy's boyfriend uh (laughs) he says a cream pie is when the dude comes on a girl and then it oozes out (laughs) (laughs) so cade did in fact cream pie into the wall Guys, I have such a I'm reading kink when it comes to books. Yeah, I, cut that. No, I don't want to. Yeah, no. I leave it. Uh, Spotify, like, is gonna flag this episode. They're gonna be like, <laughs> "It's marked as explicit." Literally. Yeah, anyway, this was very fun, you guys. Um, yeah. Glad that I got to be horny on the main with y'all. <laughs> Uh, have you guys ever heard the Brittany Broski audio that's like if there's one thing I'm gonna be it's horny all night come on with me now it's it's so much fun and again I'm so glad that like we've created a space for each other to like sit here and talk about like all the things that turn us on in books and we just are throwing (laughs) around all these inappropriate terms and words and I hope anyone who's listening has felt safe while listening to this as well if you ever want to talk about your smutty favorite with us you can follow us on our Instagram at bringyourownpod Um, we hope to share many smutty favorites with you guys in the future stay happy stay horny stay healthy (laughs) (laughs) Go touch some grass, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.